First of all, let me welcome all the you new listeners to the Hope Fellowship podcast. My goal with this podcast is to have conversations with people who are working to bring hope to their communities in their own way, whether that's locally to them or in other parts of the world. In some way, I'm hopeful that these conversations will create insights into some of the good work that's going on around us, ignite inspiration in you for something that you're doing or want to do, and incite transformation in you as a result and in your community and the world because of you. Today, I'm happy to have with me Mr. James E. McKinney, affectionately known as Jimmy Mack or Jimmy. Uh, he's the founder and leader of the Jimmy Mack Foundation. And the Jimmy Mack Foundation is devoted to making a difference in people's lives locally in the Atlanta area, nationally and internationally. The organization is passionate about making a difference through the power of partnerships and inspiring others. Uh, I've known Jimmy for a number of years. We serve on a chaplain group together, serving an organization that we both belong to, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity. And increasingly, I saw the heart and dedication that Jimmy has for people uh, through those interactions. But it wasn't until the end of 2019 that we sat down together and had a really good conversation about some of the great work that he's doing through the Jimmy Mack Foundation. And through that conversation, I really began to get a fuller picture of the scope of the work that he is in fact engaged in and doing. So at the end of 2019, when I was getting ready to make a transition in my life, uh, I called Jimmy and reached out to him. We got together. I wanted to learn more about some of the mission work he'd been involved with at that time and how I could get involved. Uh, and in the process, Jimmy began talking to me about the Jimmy Mack Foundation as well. Uh, and over the past year, I've really become more aware of how active Jimmy's been in civic and service engagement. He's really led a number of efforts in the organization that we're in to serve people. Uh, and I remember walking away from that conversation with you, Jimmy, at the end of 2019, uh, being very inspired and very hopeful about how I might, in my transition, begin to do more to serve other people. So I'm going to let Jimmy talk more about what he's doing, the important work that he has going on through the Jimmy Mack Foundation in just a moment. But let me just start the conversation by welcoming you to the very first episode of the Hope Fellowship Podcast. Thank you for being here and willing to share. Thank you. Thank you, Ernest. It's a privilege and pleasure to uh, to be here today. Thank you again. And, you know, when I uh, reached out to you, you were very gracious in saying that you would do it. You had questions for me, and uh, we're still working through uh, some of what the Hope Fellowship podcast is and will become, but um, I thought it would be a good way. As I said, when we sat down at the end of 2019, I walked away very inspired and hopeful, and uh, that's the kind of uh, reaction that and, and thing that I want to uh, inspire in people who uh, listen to this podcast. And so 
I, I think where I wanted to start with you is just maybe have you give me some background, like who is Jimmy Mack? How, what kinds of things influenced you to get to the point that you are now in terms of your work with the Jimmy Mack Foundation? You can go back as far as you want and bring us up to kind of where you are currently with the Jimmy Mack Foundation. Okay, well, just a word of encouragement, Ernest. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 27, 17. Is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So as we are both into these new seasons, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to kind of work together, to consult, to kick things around and learn from each other and encourage each other. So uh, I encourage you, um, you know, through that word as, as you move out into your, your new endeavor. Uh, but we'll go into your question about, uh, you know, kind of my, my little story. <clears throat> so uh, I was blessed to have a very, very uh, successful uh, career in, in healthcare insurance for about 38 years. And uh, at the age of 57, I um, was very fortunate to be able to actually retire and retire to a point where I could, you know, pretty much take care of myself. I've always had, I think, one of my spiritual gifts that I know has been very clear to me throughout my life since I was a little boy was to help others, to be a good helper. And uh, so, uh, you know, and I was doing that while I was working, but you know, when you're trying to put a paycheck on um, in the bank, you know, uh, your priorities maybe are not, not what you may want them to be, but what you need to do to, you know, to take care of, I think this thing called life. Yes. You know, but once I got that out of the way, you know, I, I was able to kind of lean into my passion. And I said, in terms of helping others. So I always loved doing ministry. I always been active in, in different ministries and church and always had a, a real special thing for outreach. And uh, most of it was done locally, et cetera. Um, I used to be uh, invited to uh, do mission work while I was working with uh, some coworkers. They used to go every year. And I'd always use the excuse, oh, I can't take that much time off of work, et cetera, and, you know, go over to Mexico or, you know, wherever they were going. And, and it, I just, just, it was a consistent excuse. Yeah. But I told the Lord, I said, when uh, he showed me and allowed me to retire, I said, I'm going to do more for you. It was uh, no, more, no more excuses. You know, I, I think we both know that, uh, that old saying, uh, I don't know if you did this when you, when you pledged, but... Uh, Excuses are tools of incompetence, which build yeah. monuments of nothingness. Yeah. And those who specialize in using them are seldom good at anything else. Yeah. So excuses, let's move those things out the way. That you always had a heart uh, to help. Were your mother and father involved in the church in any particular way that kind of inspired you as well? So my grandfather, okay. I mean, my mother and father attended church, but uh, sometimes they would just set, you know, put me in my grandfather's car and go. So. Okay. So I think my my uh, my spiritual background, I would credit my grandfather more for that. I can always remember even being in college when I'd call home, you been to chapel? <laughs> you know, so he was truly a man of faith. Uh, one of my, to this day, one of my most important mentors in my life, et cetera. Okay. okay. I, I knew there had to be some strong, you know, inspiration there because when I look at you, I'm just struck when I watch you and listen to you and by this heart you have for people. 
and for service. In my mind, it's more than just helping. You really do love people and you love to see people be able to do things that improve their lives. And so when we look at, and we'll come up and talk about the Jimmy Mack Foundation, what kinds of things did you see that said, hey, I really need to form something that will help me to do more of what I'm passionate about? What kinds of things really led you to form the Jimmy Mack Foundation? So uh, early on in my uh, corporate career, I've always was a big, big fan and, and big participant in youth mentorship. So when I think about growing up and, you know, uh, it was a village, right? So there was, I remember a lot, I played a lot of sports and there was just a lot of men that are always an important part of my life, you know, um, from a little boy. Yeah. So I, and I learned that. And so I've always been involved in, 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 in youth mentorship. Uh, so, so youth, uh, even with our fraternity, um, I'm, I have a real passion for working with our young men. Yeah. I've been doing that for a number of years and I put my whole heart into that. Absolutely. I'm very involved in the planning of, of the activities that we do. Um, so youth mentorship is, is is one thing. And then also, I think just nutrition and, and, and just being able to help folks that who just needs need something. I mean, I, I grew up in not in, not in a, a rough end of town, but it wasn't, you know, Beverly Hills either. So, you know, I've seen people struggle, et cetera. Yeah. Um, not that I ever struggled. I always had a, a, a plate of food on my table. But um, I think I learned through my parents. My mom was big, big about that, just being a big helper, helping others. And so. You know, I think it was it was all learned behavior. And, and you know, when you think about doing the kinds of things that you're doing, I see a lot of people who will do that individually and connect with organizations individually. But something led you to say, hey, I really need to form a foundation around this. And, and so what kinds of things did you see that you said, I could do this much individually, but if I have this foundation, I could do more? What, what led you to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've i always had a, an interest and curiosity about nonprofits. Yeah. You know, I always, I said, I worked in, in corporate for-profit, you know, yeah. organizations, et cetera, but always interested in how they work. And so I had done a little research, et cetera, um, talked to a few folks that were doing some things. So I said, hey, when I retired, I said, well, I'm going to be doing these things. I'm all in, Lord. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be doing these things that that, that uh, I have a passion to do, that you've given me the gift to do. Yeah. And then I, I realized, well, hey, the law of large numbers, if, if if I do it, if I get people to partner with me, I can do more. Okay. okay. Right. So what I basically said, well, let me just uh, set up this foundation. This was the vision. Let yeah. me set up this foundation. Let me go out here and do the things I want to do. And then if, when I'm talking to the earnestness of the world, if they want to partner and be a part of it, then I'm prepared to bring them in. Yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of the, the, the high-level vision of that. And so uh, you go in and you form what has become the Jimmy Mack Foundation. Uh, you spoke about vision. What was your initial vision of how you might, what, what kinds of things you might do? Because when I look at the things you're doing, you're doing all kinds of different things, uh, but you know, I don't know that that's how you actually started. Was there one focus in particular that you had in terms of the service you wanted to provide? Well, they, they may appear like a lot of different things, but I like okay. to suggest that they fall into three buckets. Okay. Um, the, the, the youth mentorship is what I mentioned before. 
yeah. um, nutrition and community outreach. Okay. And then educational assistance. Okay. So if you look at it, most of the things that we do, and we do do a lot, I'm so proud of the things that, that, that we're able to accomplish. And I mean, 2020, um, all to glory to be to God, all glory to God on this. We just knocked the ball out of the park in the things that we were able to do. Yeah. But those things that we do, you know, you all of them kind of could fit into, you could map them to one of those buckets. Yeah. And you mentioned 2020. And one of the thoughts that crossed my mind was that I saw you more active in 2020 <laughs> than maybe I had even been paying attention to before. But it just seemed like you were all over the place and doing things to help people in 2020. And when I say all over the place, I don't mean scattered. I just mean you were there you know, in all these different places where there was a need. And so, whereas COVID slowed the world down and impacted a lot of things and slowed them down, what I saw from you was actually the opposite reaction. I saw you doing even more. And so talk about 2020 and how that dynamic kind of played out. Because to me, as I thought about you, that was an interesting dynamic that I saw. Well, in, in some some in some instances, 2020 ended up being a blessing. Yeah. Okay. Things yeah. we had to slow down. But in 2019, I think first of all, being able to live out my passion, which I'm doing right now, you know, that all kind of played out in 2018, 2019. I started my 501c3 March of 2019. So, you know, we, we, we got rolling, et cetera. Um, just, I mean, we have excitement. We have passion for things. You know, you just, you just you wake up every day. Okay, what's next? Lord, Lord what can I do for you today? Yeah. Right? So then here comes 2020. And, and also my background in corporate America, and I'm still wired this way. It's just probably I'll go to my grave this way. A lot of it was about project management, you know, just so I'm structured kind of way so you know i'll still have i still have my to-do list every day sometimes yeah. i might be playing golf now though yeah. which is a blessing <laughs> right but um i still live off of that old structured i still have a structured mindset as if i'm you know was working in, in corporate america but 2020 we had to kind of stop you know we couldn't move around as quick as we we, we could or, or as as fluid as we used to doing couldn't travel and do these things yeah but i also found as an opportunity to, I said, wow, you know, all those administrative things, all those things that you said you didn't have time to do before, you know, I don't, I'm, I took this from my mother. I don't sit still good. I always got to be doing something. Yeah. So I leaned into just, you know, focusing in on the administrative things. And, and my theme for 2020 was staying safe and productive. And, you know, I got my little to-do list gun and I was able to just accomplish a lot. I did it in a safe way. Yeah. But I still got up every morning saying, Lord, what can I do for you today? And I just tried to just follow the Holy Spirit and do it. It's, it's interesting. Uh, you said safe and productive. I, my, my primary focus was staying safe. I, I saw you getting out and meeting with people and going places, delivering clothing. And I said, man, this guy is really charged up because... There's a general anxiety and fear, I think, particularly amongst uh, people in our age group and older, because the disease was attacking us even more than other populations, both in terms of our, we saw more black and people of color 
that were affected as well as older people. So my big thing was I got to stay safe. I got to stay healthy. But I also saw you extending yourself to even meet with people and deliver the things that people needed. And so I just commend you on that. But I wanted you to talk a little more in depth about some of the things you have going on at the Jimmy Mack Foundation through 2020 and into 2021. Uh, you just recently published your newsletter. I believe it's a quarterly newsletter. You had a bunch of uh, good things going on in there. And then you also had information about the contribution drive that you have going on for the Jimmy Mike Foundation. So I wanted you to talk a little bit of, specifically about some of the things you're engaged in right now. And then also your looking for partners and people to contribute to the Jimmy Mack Foundation. Okay, and as I just like to go back about, uh, you know, being all over the place, because I think this is important, especially, you know, COVID is still here, right? Yeah. Um, but it was, I think we weren't reckless. So it was yeah. always done in a very safe, responsible way. Yeah. You know, you always saw us, we still had our masks, we were all socially yeah. distanced. Uh, you know, I didn't travel to Kenya and things like that, what I wanted to do, et cetera. So, and I think that we still need to continue to walk that way. So I yeah. want to encourage anybody that's listening to this, let's not be reckless. Let's, let's be productive, yeah. but not be reckless. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to your, your, your question around uh, what we're doing in 2020, is this 2020? I get them all mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> we're in 21 now. <laughs> So in 2020, we gave away a few educational scholarships and provided some, some support to, to a couple of young folks, provided some help to Atlanta public schools in, in terms of getting PCs, internets, et cetera, uh, connections, et cetera. But uh, the, I, I had a vision. I wanted this to be big, bigger, right? So yeah. the goal was to actually come up with a, a scholarship program. And so that's kind of like the, the big thing that we're, we were focusing on in 2021. And you know, glory to glory be to God that it's it's, it's successful. I and mean, we were already, I mean, still could use a little bit more, yeah. but we're we're almost in the end zone. Um, the, we uh, came up with the we call it the uh, Jimmy Mac Making a Difference Scholarship Program. Okay. Um, what the goal is, and we will accomplish this um, with the help of others. You know, a few others uh, folks, like I said, we're like kind of on the two or three yard line right now. But it's the goal is to give away twenty thousand dollars of scholarships to deserving high school seniors who have a vision of, or who are currently or have a vision of doing things to make a difference in this world. Okay. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean to be service. It could be, you know, something in, in scholastics. It, it could be anything. Those yeah. kind, of, kind of loosely saying make a difference. So, yeah. um, and right now we have 13 candidates that we have identified some outstanding candidates a nice diverse group of kids, of young folks, um, okay. that uh, if they complete the process, yeah. they all will, will come away with it. So that's the big thing that we are doing is okay. in terms of uh, the scholarship program. Okay. Other things that, uh, that I've uh, always had an interest in and doing it both locally and globally is, is, is making sure someone has a safe and a home, a home to live in. I've partnered with Habitat for Humanity. We are currently sponsoring a home for a beautiful young lady and her daughter, the Miller family. And then we plan on doing another home later this year for, for, for the Habitat. And so we're actually providing finances, but we'll actually be building, helping to build. Now, 
maybe the building part, because of COVID, we're not out there every weekend, et cetera, but we will have our spots to get out there to, yeah. to actually support support that. And then okay. also we're building, we're building homes over Kenya. Yeah, you know? I, I saw that and I saw the story of the, the gentleman there with his family who had lost his oldest daughter and his wife uh, and uh, was temporarily homeless because of a situation that occurred that damaged his home and how you were able to help him get a place back in terms of a home as well as reunite his family. So talk a little bit about that story. Well, you know, it, it's so cool when you get to live something, experience something. So a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to go over on a missing trip over to, uh, to Kenya. And uh, so actually these homes that I'm talking about, we've actually built two of them. Okay. So they're, 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 they're homes, they're actually called mud homes, okay? okay? So they're literally made some form of mud. Sticks and branches are the, uh, the, 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 the structure, yeah. the outside structure of the homes, et cetera. And then when they dry up, they use some sort of cow dung, et cetera. It's like cement to just secure everything down. So we went actually, and and it's cool. So you get out there, you you provide the materials, the community comes out. And then one day, literally one day, you build these homes. Okay. Uh, The cost of the homes is $1,000 per home. Wow. Wow. And, 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 but the, 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 the experience is just unbelievable. I mean, little kids, older folks out there, everybody just, the whole community comes out to help support this family. So I saw that when I was over there. Yeah. And then there's always there's been, you know, there's so I work with a ministry over there called Life for Children's Ministry, and they identify families that need these homes. Last year we built six of them, or we helped support six of them. We didn't okay. physically build them because you know we're here. Yeah. And uh so yeah, so we heard about this one in January about this this family, this young guy who who uh you know has lost his wife and um little baby, et cetera. So that was a no-brainer to actually participate in that. So uh, there's co- such an opportunity there. Like I said, for $1,000, you can, and these, and these mud homes I'm talking about, they're very secure. And, and to have a home with the window and shutters and things on it, a tin roof, is yeah. just a big thing over there. Yeah. So for $1,000, you can actually bless someone with a new home. And, and in that particular case, that was someone who really, it, you impacted a family in a major way because, as I recall from reading, he actually, his his infant daughter, he had to, because he didn't have a home, he couldn't actually keep his infant daughter with him. And so providing that home actually allowed him to reunite his family again. So I take my hat off to what you did there. And, and well, it's, it's just, all about partnership. Well, and it's amazing uh, when we think about homes in the United States, we're thinking about a major expense, right? And a lot of effort, you know, Habitat for Humanity. I've worked on some of those projects and those, you know, you go out for a day and you make a difference. But I mean, it takes a lot of days to build a home and, and a lot of effort. And so, <laughs> and, and just, it takes more than a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes more than a thousand dollars. But, you know, to be able to do something like that so quickly and impact people's lives so prov- profoundly is, uh, is major. What, what other things do you have going on right now with the Jimmy Mack Foundation? Well, it, it, partnerships and relationships. So even building these homes. So yeah. I'm partnering with a ministry over there. So 
all they need to do is to provide the finances. They identify the needs, et cetera. So I know I'm working with a good, trustworthy partner. I know 100% of what comes in goes out to help somebody. Yeah. We don't have any administrative costs. One thing about the Jimmy Mack Foundation, no one gets paid, right? <laughs> and I probably right now, I probably seed 60% of what I do right now. So I got skin in the game as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. I also have another beautiful partner who actually provides meals. Uh, um, and that their ministry is is feeding feeding those that are in need abroad, et cetera. So just yeah. this past quarter, they provided 70,000 meals to needy folks also over in Kenya, a couple of ministries over in Kenya. So continue to just build and foster those type of relationships. And then we sponsor kids. So there's kids that are orphans over there right now. I think we're sponsoring five kids and just, you know, just making sure monthly that they, they get, have money to get the things done that, uh, that they need to get done. And then there's the local organizations around here, you know, that's such important time, you know, Atlanta mission. And I think you and I experienced this, uh, yeah. last month, uh, we're a big partner with them, et cetera. You know, yeah. we've done some, some drives, some warm clothing drives through our fraternity, um, through my church, et cetera. But also we provide financial support to them or they have a, uh, like a state-of-the-art shelter, my sister's place shelter. Okay. Um, they're actually their biggest homeless organization in the Southeast. Wow. Um, and they do some beautiful work over there. So okay. partnering, um, you know, Must Ministry, another big partner, you know. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, yes. you know, I think our philosophy is let's be able to just provide support to folks that already have this thing figured out. And how are you identifying these partnerships? Is there a vetting process or does it just come from someone saying, hey, we need the help over here and you just going and how, how are you engaging and identifying these partnerships? Through knowledgeable, trustworthy folks. Okay. You know, once again, through relationships. I mean, the ministries that I work over in Kenya, the One Life for Children, I learned that through a church that I used to attend, St. James United Methodist Church. They've been yeah. doing, they build school homes and schoolhouses and stuff over there. So, you know, I know that um, if they're involved in it, I believe, you know, that that's a good place for me to be involved, et cetera. Must Ministry is huge in Cobb and Cherokee County. And, you know, they just just do fantastic work. So yeah. we also, yeah, so we try to make sure that we, we get involved in organizations that walk the talk. And, yes. and, and like I said, that's, another thing is, too, is making sure that, that the dollar goes out is, is being used for someone. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, pay someone's salary and yeah. send them to Hawaii or anything like that. Yeah. Very important in organizations. We know uh, one of the things that we look at is just, you know, of every dollar received, how much is spent on actual service versus administration or salaries and that kind of thing. And so I, I know that you have a very high ratio of dollar that goes to service versus what's being used internally in the organization. And um, I, mean, I have a finance background. 99% of what comes in goes out. Yeah, excellent, excellent. As we are just coming towards the end of the conversation, I want you to talk a little bit about what you see going forward for uh, Jimmy Mack Foundation. As we are starting to get more vaccinations and, you know, Hopefully we get the herd immunity at some point in the near future. And from that point, post-COVID and into 2022, 
what are some of the things you're thinking about in terms of additional services, additional ministry that you might be engaged in? And I also don't want to leave here without you talking about how people can get in touch with you and how they can support you. Okay. Well, um, in terms of, I think we, we have some real solid partners. Yeah. So I think it's just really building upon them, doing more with those partners. Uh, in the middle of April, actually having a brainstorming session uh, with, with my board, my small board. I and mean, we're going to kind of just figure out, you know, I love to figure out some sort of virtual, you know, with this new normal, yes. you know, we, we don't even know what that is, you know, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of things are going to stay virtual. I really believe that, you know, um, but but I still plan on getting over, back overseas. I have a couple of maybe not in 2021, but definitely in 2022, God willing to take a couple of trips abroad and and, you know, see some things. I'm invested into a, a another ministry over there where they provide books to kids called yeah. Read Across Africa. Awesome organization. We've been able to buy laptops and. And, and books and food for them over there, but I haven't seen it. You yes. know, I want to be able to get over that there to do that. So, you know, I think some of that will evolve. You know, I think one of the things about uh, this new normal, one thing for sure is that we need to be be able to be pivot. You know, be flexible, be versatile in what we do, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, always will continue to keep that type of mindset, et cetera. But you know, just looking for the Lord for guidance and direction on on how to do things. You know. Yeah. And uh, bringing the right people in my life so that uh, we can just further, you know, I want to expand my territory. And not yes. for me, yes. not for me, but it's to be help for others. I think the theme about just being a good helper. Yes. You know, I just want to want to be able to help more people. It's interesting. You, you mentioned looking to God for direction. And, and that was a major component of the conversation that we had back at the end of 2019. You know, I was chomping at the bit because I'm in this corporate mentality that you just run fast. You run fast, right? <laughs> and you were like, no, just slow down, Ernest. And, and as it turned out, God slowed the whole world down <laughs> with COVID-19. And so I was forced to kind of slow down and but really lean upon God for that direction and for that uh, understanding. So I appreciate you bringing that back up again in terms of as you look forward into uh, as we uh, go into the second half of 2021 and into a post-COVID era, era, hopefully. Well, you um, know, things and you mentioned corporate America. And I am yeah. so grateful and thankful for <laughs> um, the experiences I had there. I've mean, worked with some great leaders Mm-hmm. You know, I I I, I um, have some of the skill sets that I've uh, learned are just so applicable to what I'm doing today. You know, planning, executing. You know, yeah. that's what I did for 38 years. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm just doing it now in, in my own world, right? Yeah. You know, I think about a scripture, Proverbs 16:3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. You know, every board meeting, that's the scripture that we quote before we start taking care of business. Okay. All right. I noticed Romans 12, 13 on your website um, yeah. to, to, to serve others in the community and to offer hospitality. It's interesting as I looked at that scripture that it speaks to not only working with people who are Christian, but those who are strangers in the community. In other words, those 
people that we don't know personally that may not be Christians, that your organization is open to helping everyone and serving everyone. So we're, we're a biblically based uh, ministry, no yeah. bones about it. The, yeah. the, the Lord, the, the Lord is leading what we do. Yes. You know, it's so funny. This is this is, and this is. I don't think this is a coincidence. I think this is, this is so. Our daily bread for today. I'm reading my little devotional this morning. Yeah. This is Thursday, April first. The theme is so helpful. Mm. So earnest. <laughs> the scripture is. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Romans 12, 13. Wow. I, I kid you not. <laughs> and, then, and then the prayer at the end, and, I, and, and I'm still old school, so I, I wrote this down in my little, my little devotional book or a little uh, notebook. Loving God, help me to look around for people who need an encouraging word or action from me and help me offer hospitality to them. Yes. You know, I think that's just a great description of how to live out that work, that that scripture that you just mentioned. I am, uh, as you know, love the Lord and love scripture. And so when I see a scripture, I just go back and say, okay, how does this apply to what I, the context of what I see or, or the organization that I'm looking at in this particular case? And I, I think you are definitely living out that scripture. That's that scripture is very, very much apropos for the work that you're doing at Jimmy Mack Foundation. I don't want to leave here. You're in the midst without talking about the fact that you're in the midst of a, a campaign to raise funds to do some of the work that you're doing. If you could just, and, and in that context, just talk about how people can help the Jimmy Mack Foundation, either uh, where they can go to find more information, how they can support you, and what kinds of support uh, that they can provide that you would be helpful to you. Absolutely. And, and you know, Ernest, one thing I just want to give kudos to you on, you know, we talked about the spiritual side of this thing, but I just pay attention to folks like you going back to Iron Sharpens Eyes, the one man Sharpens another. So I just pay to, 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 to wise brothers like you, you know, just pay attention to the words that you shared and, and, and the, you know, the teachings that you provide, dear Lord, and try to just live them out. You know, so I thank you for for what you what you actually invest in and in, and in, 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 in put into my life from a from a spiritual perspective. Thank you. But uh, very simply, I mean, if just, our web, we just redid our website. Very very proud of of, of how it came out. Um, I think it's very clear. It's it's not busy, etc. So if you just go to our website, www.jimmymacfoundation.org. It, all the information you need about what we do, how you can help out, et cetera. There's even a contact thing if you want to sign up to help us do some things, et cetera. It's all right there, packaged very nicely. And so everything that someone needs should be at www.jimmymacfoundation.org. All right, excellent. Hopefully, as people listen to this, they'll become inspired and want to know more about what you're doing and can contribute in whatever way that they see an opportunity through that contact on your website. Uh, Jimmy, let me just thank you for being here today, for sharing with us. I'm not a professional at this, so I did the best I could, but I thank you for sharing the information that you have and God bless you in the continued work that you do. Thank you, Ernest. Appreciate the opportunity to speak with you this, this afternoon or this morning. And just uh, want to wish you the best in, in all that you're doing. All right. 
Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Uh, you too. Bye-bye.